Hey guys, it's 1.46 in the morning and we're really sleepy. That's not true. <laughs> Ganon's asleep. Ganon, Ganon's asleep. I, I got him. I put him to sleep. You put him to sleep. Oh. Yeah, we were supposed to record like... I thought defeating Ganon would take a lot less time. Yeah. He was like, dude, give me like 30 minutes. I'll have him done. Fast forward like two hours <laughs> and the fight was ending. <laughs> I mean, most of that time was not fighting Ganon. That is true. That is true. That was... And you I were believe... like exploring the castle and... Yeah, it's mostly because I wanted that shield. I'm pretty sure if I just put on the Zora armor, I could have got up there in like two minutes. Oh, easy. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> if if you were just speedrunning it for the sake of speedrunning it, yeah. I'd have to do a bullet time bounce. <laughs> all the way from the Great Plateau <laughs> to... Uh, well, I mean, a bullet time bounce will get you all the way there. It will. BTB. BTB. Anyway, I'm done with this game. Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yes, Sarah Beth is starting it as we speak. She's like having the time of her life right now. <laughs> I, I'm sure she's having a blast. <laughs> I gotta vacuum these ghosts. I'm I'm sure she is Who having a call. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? It's just on repeat the Ghostbusters theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid of no <laughs> Have you uh have you seen How I Met Your Mother at all? I've seen two episodes. Okay, in the show, when they go on road trips, they two. listen two. to uh, I Could Walk five, 5... Yeah, The Proclaimers, 500 Miles. Yes. Yeah, that song. On repeat. <laughs> the entire time they're in... So if they're like driving New York to California, it's going to oh. be like three days of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, because it's like tradition. Because in the past, they only had that one song in their cassette. Yeah. And it got stuck, and so they were just, if they wanted to listen to anything, that's all they had. <laughs> so it became a tradition for them to do. <laughs> and it, like, the, it, would, it will, like, skip ahead two hours and be like, you're, like, rocking out to it. <laughs> and then another hour later, they're, like, depressed. <laughs> and then it, like, comes in waves of how much you're enjoying this stuff. <laughs> that's, that's Sarah Beth right now with the Ghostbusters theme. I love so much <laughs> you good it comes, yeah, no it's uh, yeah because you know I mean, we, that's what would happen if you had to listen to the same song over and over again for like 12 hours straight. no i get it because that's that's me with the adele song uh set fire to the rain <laughs> <laughs> but only one listening yes you know, yeah like, because like, i said you're like fire. crying with clothes on in the shower <laughs> And then, and then I'm already dried off and singing outside. You're, you're outside on your roof. <laughs> literally setting fire to the rain. It's such, such a random song, but there we go. Um, anyway, help, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm Noah Wilder. This is Elias Chavez sitting right in front of me. You can't see him, and that's okay. This is our Christian viewing experience. <laughs> You're having a good time. Elias, how was your week? Mm. Did you invest in GameStop? I did not. I did not invest in GameStop. I figured, because I mean, last week I, I talked about the news story with GameStop. And I, I was, so I thought about it and I was like, well, GameStop stock is already way high and I can't see it going even higher. It I mean, was going higher until Robin Hood did the did the thing. Yeah. And then it was like <laughs> right into the basement. Yeah, right into yeah. the like $20 range that it was at before. <laughs> but yeah, 
I think what's kind of odd though is that people are the people who like made this happen mm-hmm. who like inflated this price that much yeah they're probably gonna like get sued for market manipulation <laughs> from the u.s government or they're, or they're gonna get sued um yeah but like if enough people really like a company and don't want it to die because yeah. uh some wall street marketers do not think it's valuable but they like but like you and i really like the company yeah why can't we save the company that way there's no reason that's just literally a bailout they do it up there all the time yeah it's just all this it's just the public deciding to be like, we like this company enough, even though we know financially they're not in a good spot. We want them to continue existing. Yeah. So we're going to make sure that happens. But it's market manipulation to do that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's different from a bailout. I mean, at, at this point, okay, they, okay. they could have just all Are you wearing <laughs> a blazer and like a Monopoly monocle right now? Yes. You winked at me, and I think that is so funny because this is a podcast, and no one can can tell. Um, but you you are not the Pringles man. You are not the Monopoly man. You're not any of those ritzy boys. Yeah. Therefore, it is not a bailout. <laughs> it is very illegal. I mean, at this point, the people who like GameStop mm-hmm. that much could have just pulled all their money that they invested in doing this. Yeah. And bailed out GameStop, made a, a private company again. <laughs> That's fair. That's so, fair. They go just save GameStop that way. That would have been super funny to watch. They're like, oh, we can't trade anymore? Well, we already have all this money. So now we own GameStop. It's no longer a public company. Yeah. Is that good for you? Yeah? Okay. Cool. <laughs> One GameStop exists after that point. Yeah. But it's like the size of like the super uber Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to GameStop. <laughs> you literally need to go nowhere else. <laughs> it's like Disney World. <laughs> it's like but for for nerd stuff. My favorite thing about GameStop is that like like the specific things that you find there. It's yeah. like figurine like obviously video games and then you also get like like figurines dragon ball z merch and then like a weird hot topic corner of like invader zim and hoodies yeah (laughs) and just like i've always found that very fascinating i always found it funny that like before their avengers game came out last year right (laughs) yeah before then they still had a bunch of MCU stuff in there. Even yes. though was, there was like no really big MC uh, Marvel games aside from Spider-Man. Yeah. And like no other heroes really show up in that game. Yeah. But sure, we'll have a full-size Captain America shield on sale. Like, <laughs> yeah. This has to do with games, right? Right? Right. Thor's hammer right there. <laughs> you want it? Four hundred dollars. It's just sitting there, not even a security thing on it. <laughs> you can have it for free, you just gotta lift it. <laughs> <laughs> Best marketing scheme ever. Oh my someone builds like a magnetic one. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, five bucks to try and lift it. If you can lift it, it's yours. And so everyone's like trying to do it. And then they, some make a wish kid finally gets it. Gets it. <laughs> but they also like raised a bunch of money for make a wish. Make a wish if you're listening. <laughs> it's really sad because I was immediately like, I want some kid with cancer to do that now. And I'm like, 
Oh, that's bad. <laughs> they have to wish for it. Yeah, first. I was like, man. I want to be Thor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you sure you don't just want to like meet John Cena? We can do that. Most kids just wish to meet John Cena. He is our employee at this point. Right. Oh my gosh, John Cena has met with so <laughs> many kids. It's just like, there's a strongman competition. We're, we're talking like, like okay, we got to move on. Crazy we don't have electro bed. That's true. That's true. We already have like half an hour left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so did anything happen this week? <laughs> anything happened this week? No. Uh, there was some like weird drama at work. <laughs> Uh, that legally you cannot get it. Le- legal. Legally. I don't know if I can share this. That was we- That was a weird time when I was like, hey man, uh, legally, I don't know if we can keep any of this in the podcast. But, but uh, I have like four lawsuits going on. <laughs> All from people who are just like, you smacked me for asking for beef. <laughs> and you're like, uh, I, I, uh, that didn't happen. I did what? <laughs> I literally have multiple cameras at that exact moment showing that that did not happen. No, you smacked me. I can feel it on my face still. Disprove that. <laughs> Weeks later. Um, <laughs> the rage is concentrated on the handprint. <laughs> on my They're like in the courtroom. We're talking late. Like after they've gathered all the evidence and stuff. My lawyer just stands up and is like, uh, he he didn't. Yeah. Let's, he didn't. Yeah. He just, I rest my case. <laughs> he just stands up. Yeah. So with the overwhelming evidence from both sides, I intend to conclude and prove to you this man did not do anything. <laughs> he rolled a burrito and went home and then, that night. And then, the lady has to represent herself because no one's like on her side. No, no, like really. For background information, Elias works at Qdoba. Yes. And like asked if people were doing okay. And like they forgot, like Chip, did they forget something? Is that why you went out to the car? Or did they forget a drink or something? Uh, But anyway, you just went out. And it was the chips. Touch them, yeah, or raise your voice, and you didn't say anything threatening. Just no. You guys gotta be all right out there. Stay safe. Yeah. And they're like, uh, so I was harassed. Yeah. I was Speci- abused. Specific- <laughs> Specifically, this was during the like the like right at the beginning of the Breonna Taylor protests when like everything went into lockdown, and they're like, hey, and they were like, it was you like know, close to close or something. Yeah, because we were closing early like because midnight. of all the riots and stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, like, stay safe out there. I know we had, like, a little a little argument before, but, like, just stay safe. And she was like, well, I'm not worried at all. And I was like, wow, personally, uh, I'm a little worried. And she was like, are you threatening my children? And I was like, uh. <laughs> it's not like you even said, I would be worried if I were you. <laughs> she was very so, black. So that, and I was like, um, you know. <laughs> You know, but uh, is this lawsuit over, by the way? Yeah, yeah, this is all over. We're all good. We're all good. We're all good. We can talk about this. Anyway, but no, no, no. The drama from this week, specifically, I have two employees. They were dating. They broke up. Oh, no. It's, yeah, exactly. You gotta schedule everything around because the world revolves around this dating couple. And nah, I I'm scheduled surprised them. the sun is up right now because I, I, they I broke up. Scheduled them to work together on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> gonna, not even like and one's like 
cleaning stuff up and cooking over here and one's like putting burritos together. Well, yes, yes, no, yes. They're right next to each other. One's doing the cold stuff and the other's doing the warm stuff. <laughs> She'll help you down there. <laughs> and he like shoves the burrito bowl so hard all the stuff like flies out of it. But I got around it. I scheduled the guy on grill and yeah. he should be leaving like around like 10, 11 o'clock. And she should be coming in at like noon, 11 to noon. So yeah. like they should not be in the same building together. But there is a very strong possibility because fun fact, Valentine's Day is our busiest day. We have a buy one, get one free <laughs> thing. So like. This is so funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. You know what I'm in the mood for? <laughs> hey, I'm going to load up on some beans. I need that three cheese not I need <laughs> <laughs> Extra scoop of queso. <laughs> I need five tacos, beef and cheese, only, and five cookies. There's this guy. He orders DoorDash like multiple times a week. His That's name is all he gets. Chris W. That's all we know about this guy. This Chris W. You never even seen him. Never seen him. Every like I said, multiple times a week he will order this. 12 hard shell ground beef and cheese tacos. Nothing else in there. Not even and lettuce. five cookies. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Make that 24. <laughs> I need to double up my order. Bring 10 cookies to my house stat. Mr. DoorDash, don't let me down. <laughs> Mr. DoorDash. <laughs> Freaky fast delivery. He calls Jamie Johns and says, hey, can you go get keto? I can't go grab this one. I'll throw one at Tim. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, point is, I've had a great week. It's been it pretty, sounds it's like been it. pretty wacky. Um, okay. I'm very tired. <laughs> you want to get into it then? You want to do feature presentation? Well, did you have anything happen in your week? Nah. Okay, let's do feature presentation. <laughs> no, not really. Nothing at all. No, excuse me. I had two sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits. <laughs> I was thinking about parfait, but I decided against Dude, it. The parfait, Chick Fil A. Yeah, pretty good. I'm sure it's amazing. I was just wondering You'd how they give you an option of cookie or granola. I I saw that. I clicked. Cookie, I clicked on it. The cookie one is just all the crumbles for like a cookies and cream. Yeah. And so like you basically get cookies and cream with strawberries and blueberries. Yeah. And your yogurt. Yeah. yeah. Or you can. And the granola is not. There's no way to describe it. It's just granola and yogurt, but it still tastes really good. Oh, yeah. Also has some grapes in, or <gasps> raisins, I mean. I love raisins. <laughs> uh, you want to go first or should I go first? I don't care. You do care. I mean, you know, we could we could go back to rock, paper, scissors real quick. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, shoot! <laughs> We're tied. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I win. Okay. Okay. So now you get to choose who goes. First. Yes. <laughs> this is the best part. Of it. Because it doesn't, we, we it doesn't define actually, at the beginning. Doesn't actually decide anything. Um, I hope somebody's keeping track of who's won. Rock paper it's scissors. Only three times. <laughs> and I wasn't even in one of them. That's true. That's true. Um, dude. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize we were recording. Oh, you're talking about that anime. <laughs> What do you mean? Do the you one, have a, the one on the screen? Do you have a bias? No, I no, no. About? Oh, okay. I just read Seven Deadly Sins before. <laughs> the way you on, said that on the notes, and I was like, "Oh, he's going to talk about the actual Seven Deadly Sins." I've thought about that before, but then at the same time, it's like, "Oh, I'm going to talk about that one Christian idea." 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a Christian idea. It's not. It's I not. don't know exactly where it gets its origins from, but it's For not some like reason... listed in the Bible or anything. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> is it a but Catholic guy? It is very Catholic. For some reason, the first name that comes to mind is Dante, but I know that's not right. Dante had an inferno. He did have an inferno. Was that the seven layers of hell is like... Maybe that's your why. Your primary sin Maybe is that's why. what layer you go to. <laughs> I like this. But anyway... All these gluttonous people, they don't get any food. And all these... <laughs> that would suck. Because <laughs> that's where you'd be if you weren't. If I was in hell, I'd be like, man, I'm even skinnier than I was before. <laughs> if you weren't saved, you'd be gluttonous as heck. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, Noah. You know how we do our best to pull a message out of anything? Yeah. And you know how... Sometimes it's like extra fun to like pull a message out of something that's like very obviously not Christian. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> at this point, everybody knows I like anime, and I've only talked about anime one other time. Okay. And so I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about this anime. Kind of two other times, but you didn't talk about it that time. Yeah, I, I did not talk about Dragon Ball. I was like, you just talked about it with someone but it wasn't your talk. it was not my presentation yeah point is it is well established at this point that i do i do enjoy the japanese animations so <laughs> animations <laughs> so to dive right on in i'll try to keep this one pretty short okay but to explain the basic premise of this show the seven deadly sins there are these holy knights okay there's this kingdom and uh holy knights as in like sunday night right <laughs> Silent night. <laughs> holy night. Yeah. So every silent night, there's these holy nights. He's already on it. These um, holy knights. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway. Um, okay. They're like a extra powerful band of knights. They're the protagonists of the show, and it's an anime, so they're like super strong. They're big old, big old tough guys. Grr. And uh, basically, each one of them has... A specific sin that they are associated with they've all committed some crime in the past that like ties into a specific um, sin that they have committed um, you know there's one who like the sin of envy and she is envious of like this specific like stature and power of like this person who was over her and that she was framed for the murder of this person and like you know they, like they all have like a specific crime anyway so, with that being said, in spite of this crime, they've all been given this second chance at life because um, they were all sentenced to death. And but they've all been given the second chance at life because of like how great of warriors they are. And so now they are fighting to defend this kingdom that they are okay. a part of. And do they have they all since they are associated with the sin? Do yes. they have to defeat that specific re representation of that sin? In a way, yes. Okay. So. As, as the show starts, um, it's like shown, again, anime, they all have like little superpowers. So they each have like a power associated with the sin. Um, so like the guy whose sin is greed, he can like steal stuff from like really far away. Like little things like that. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so as the show continues, um, <laughs> like basically like their sin is like the biggest defining trait of that person. And they all start to like grow as a group and move past that um, and like become become closer as a little family. We, we love it. We love to see it. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, so um, I wanted to bring up the 
versus. So Romans six one and two, they say uh, specifically talking about um, sinning and how um, you should not just continue to live in sin. Um, and so Romans six one and two, they say, "What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer?" So in that, Paul is just talking about like, you know, grace is like God has shown us this grace and mercy because we have sinned. We deserve death. But instead of being punished for that, we are allowed this second chance at life and we are allowed to um, continue on. But because we've been given the second chance, you know, what we did was still wrong in the first place, but we're supposed to put that behind us. And um, even though in anime, it's like a massive trope to use like Christian themes and uh, imagery to try and like get an extra point across, it's still not, it's still not very Christian. And just like in this yeah, show, yeah. their names are the seven deadly sins, but it's, it's obviously not supposed to be like a one-to-one -one representation. Um, but <laughs> so these people have died and come back kind of yes like they were said. sentenced to death they, but they weren't to death but because they're the coolest yeah they don't get to die correct <laughs> correct you've got you're uh, on it and their like specific character motivation is always tied to a specific sin yes and also conveniently their powers are tied to that yes or kind of similar kind of similar in a way yeah they, they build sin. off of it and, but the whole point of the show is moving past those things moving past those things and so and fighting big old baddies yeah but like, <laughs> it would be easy for these characters to mm -hmm. say like well, my powers related to this, so yeah. like, it defining me is kind of okay. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and that's what he's saying here. Shall we go on sitting so that grace may increase? Mm -hmm. Like, I can do a good job if I just accept this as part of me and I, and I don't want to change it. Yeah. Because clearly it's already part of me. Look at my powers. You yes. Know? But Paul says, by no means, we have died to sin, mm -hmm. so we can't live in it any longer. It's Correct. just not something, even if... It was a smart thing to do. We could do, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> Even if should we sin more so grace can abound is like a logical good argument. Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not not the logical good argument. Even if it is, that's not something we can choose. Right. So. Right. Um, and so there's a specific scene in the second season of the show where the main character. Um, like a long time ago, he had like all of his power pulled away from him in order to like get stronger and beat up these new bad guys who've shown up. Mm -hmm. um, he has to like prove that he's worthy of this power again. Um, so as he's like training to show that he's ready for it, his main sin is wrath. He gets yeah. very angry and then he gets very strong when he gets very angry. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so he's like having to flash back to this like previous person that he used to be um and he like sees this this girl that he was in love with when she was killed he got consumed with anger and he let that get the best of him and he he destroyed like a whole city basically yeah. and so that was his like big sin um and so he so as he's trying to conquer this like memory of his as he's trying to get over this rage inside of him he finally like he comes to accept that like yes that's a part of my past but now I have to live for this present life that mm -hmm. I'm in. And so... So, like, in the... When he 
got to this point before? Was mm-hmm. he like looking back at that specific memory to like help him gain power in situations where he needed it? Yes, he was looking and, at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at, instead of like using sin to make him powerful, mm-hmm. he has to move past it. Correct. So that he can have true power. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I thought that that was a weird, very interesting and not at all intentional on the part of the creators of the show. Um, they like, just think it looks cool. Yeah, they just think it looks cool. Um, no intention at all of making it anything like at all related to Christianity. But they, yeah, but that's in there. And I just found it fascinating that like that really does like show this very interesting parallel between like how we're supposed to live our lives as Christians so that we can um, like we're supposed to conquer the sin inside of us. Yes, everybody struggles with specific things, but in spite of however we personally struggle, as we are sanctified, like we can look back on the person that we used to be and how it used to define us. Mm-hmm. And we can even like, at that point, we can like talk to other people and be like, hey, you know, this is who I used to be, but this is how I've grown since then. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what Paul is saying is like, Hey, sin used to define you. It doesn't anymore, so yep. you can't use it like that. It's not a crutch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a crutch. You uh, used to be defined by sin, so everything you would do to like do any good would also be sinful. Yeah. And so since you're no longer defined by sin, you're defined by Christ. Mm-hmm. In order to do good, you do things through Christ now. You just you can't go back. Right, yeah. right. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. Um, I, I I really love anime, but I know that you know nothing about it, so it's a little difficult to talk about it because I'm like I know that I, I know it like, just won't be a thing. Watched about... like three episodes of Kill a Kill one time. <gasps> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. It, it was one of those things where she was the person I was watching it with. She was like really obsessed with it, and so she made me watch it. <laughs> it was in a dorm room, um, uh, and she was like, "No, we gotta watch the what we gotta watch the sub version, but also <laughs> like I'm gonna correct the sub version." Throughout this entire thing, oh. so like I couldn't even like pay attention to what you was going on. And she it. also started like three seasons in because she's like, "I'll just explain everything. This is the best episode. So this is not how you do this." No, <laughs> no. I don't know who she is, but she has ruined anime. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> anyway, but yes. Anyway, that's all I had to say on that. But yeah, cool. Cool. Um, I'm talking about discipleship. Okay. Which we I don't think we've actually like really gotten into very much. Not super deeply. So, this is good. I'm going to talk about Star Wars and discipleship. Um, and? And Jedi. <laughs> and Jedi. Sith. <laughs> um, okay, so there's two concepts in Star Wars for... <laughs> Only two. <laughs> yeah, light and dark. Okay. Uh, I mean, really. Uh, it's a pretty simple story, so yeah, only two concepts. Um... But yeah, discipleship, it is the process of having mentors or even just friends and peers who you, who you can go to uh, and they will help you walk through any of the struggles you have. They, if it's more less mentor relationship, more friendship relationship, you would also help them. And you could be the mentor too. You could be the disciple or, mm-hmm. uh, and mentor people. And so there's two different processes of apprenticeship and star wars lore there's the jedi way of doing it and the sith way of doing it Mm -hmm. and i don't think either of them are a one-to-one 
And I was really trying to find, like, the what's the one thing the Jedi messed up in, <laughs> in this? Yeah. And there really isn't one, honestly. <laughs> they did a re- pretty good job with mm-hmm. what the Jedi are doing. But uh, anyway, so let's talk about the Sith. Um, and some of the things we can fall into in our discipleship time uh, is actually what the Sith base their apprenticeship process on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> First, there can only be two, a master and an apprentice. Yeah. Sometimes there's a third. There usually is a third, but he's a secret. No one knows about it. <laughs> he's either about to replace the apprentice or replace the master or kill someone or whatever. There's usually a third or fourth yeah. or whatever. One. And we don't do that as Christians. We don't what? Kill someone to replace them. Uh, not usually. <laughs> no. <laughs> it depends on if you're a Roman emperor or not. I mean, like the Jews, <laughs> Jesus... And now we replace Jesus as, like, the conduit for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, not usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. Um, so th- this is how the Sith operate. Okay. Uh, and here's a big, long quote, but yeah, I think it <laughs> describes it pretty well. Uh, it is said in the Sith philosophy that the master is the holder of knowledge and the oppressed apprentice, not oppressor, <laughs> uh, is the craver of it. Like, crave nation. Like, uh, what castle? Um, what's the ruler? That's part of the quote. Yeah, <laughs> it's in here. It's in the book of lore. <laughs> anyway, uh, once the rule of two was formed that I was talking about, however, things changed. The Sith were an intelligent people. They knew that only through succession could their power grow. They can't live forever, even though they want to. Mm-hmm. There's only you can only pass things on to make things continue for the Sith, right? Right. <clears throat> Until. Episode 9 ruined that. Um, breathe, bud. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> episode 10. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Apologizing for episode 9. The movie. Uh, um, the purpose the purpose of a true Sith master is to give knowledge to empower his apprentice until one day that very apprentice will be worthy to become the master himself. The master will, however, do his best to hold on to power He'll keep secrets from the apprentice. And so they can't really grow power because they're always keeping secrets from the guy below them that they're trying to teach. Also, they're also, like, really abusing that person <laughs> because the way the dark side works works is, like, your emotional strength in negative emotions of anger and sadness and stuff. Yeah. They're really easy to bring out, and those are connected to the Force, and so it's really easy to gain a lot of power really fast if you're always really mad or really angry or really sad or whatever yeah and if you always have a reason to be mad because your master hates you uh (laughs) you can get really powerful really quickly which is not how the jedi operate they're all about controlling oneself Mm -hmm. and so like the light side eventually is more powerful but it's not immediate like the dark side is it's harder for us to cultivate a strong feeling of love than i than it is to cultivate an incredible feeling of anger but the love is love feeling is going to last a lot longer than any anger we could ever muster within ourselves right which is why they always end up getting abused uh, <laughs> um okay uh when he is okay wait wait he will either have to destroy his apprentice or get destroyed when he is he will honorably accept his fate and will likely be proud of how powerful his apprentice has become a grateful apprentice will then show some twisted compassion and kill his master swift fast uh, so that's exact apparent 
That's how it works. So there's always this, we're on the same side, but we're working against each other because the only way for us to uh, gain more power is through conflict. Is to always have a conflict. And so if we're on the same side, we always want to be conflicting because that benefits us. Yeah. Really messed up, honestly. (laughs) Um, But this is one of the pitfalls we can fall into in discipleship. Especially if you're being a discipler, you're like teaching people, trying to mentor people. It's kind of scary to think one day this person might know more than me one day this person i won't be their mentor anymore and so i know personally i felt like i don't they're not mature enough to know this yet they're not mature enough to know this yet you keep using that as an excuse yeah uh to not teach them something so i can maintain that relationship because i'm human and i don't want things to change Mm. but that's Mm. not how it works and all right anyway what jesus shows us is he did his ministry. He had 12 main disciples and he had three of those who were, he had more, uh, a deeper relationship with three of those. Mm -hmm. Um, John, Peter, and it's gone, but (laughs) it was not Judas. It was not. He did like Judas. Until that one time. Until, yeah. (laughs) Kind of ruined things. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Judas, not Iscariot. The betrayer of Jesus. <laughs> that was a little rough on the resume. You don't run into a lot of Judases anymore. Really <laughs> Just well, takes Jesus one guy showed... to ruin it for everybody. <laughs> well, Jesus shows you don't run into a lot of Adolfs. <laughs> yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Um, well, Jesus shows us. He has those 12 guys and the three guys. And then he dies and is resurrected and passes the ministry on. Uh, The Great Commission, Matthew 28 and 19, the end of it, says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. So he is commanding them, hey, move past me. I'm leaving. You'll get some help from me. I'm going to always be there. But go do more than what I could do. And so what we see in Acts is Jesus goes into heaven. He ascends, right? Right. And then the pe- the Pentecost happens. And within days, the 12 disciples have dramatically increased the number of believers far beyond what Jesus ever had. Yeah. And he was God. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so the Christian understanding is like, these are your friends. You, they're not your enemies. You work together. You stay together. And you want them to be moving past you because if they move past you, then they have the opportunity to grow ministry farther than you ever could on your own. Hmm. Right? And that's kind of, kind of what he says at the end. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is special with Jesus, not in our discipleship, you know, where I'm not going to be with whoever I disciple until the end of that forever, you know. But Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit, and he's always with us. And so the true teacher is passing things on, even in our personal discipleships right right now. And so the Jedi way of doing things is, one, they get everyone who is even a little bit Force-sensitive, and they're like, hey, let's come see if you can do this thing. Okay, <laughs> some of you can't. Bye. You guys. <laughs> you stick around. <laughs> Here's a lightsaber. (laughs) Congratulations, you're four now. You're four now, (laughs) meaning I should give you a weapon that can cut through anything. Anything. (laughs) Anyway, 
the way they grow individually is by growing together. And that's yeah. what our discipleship looks like. And that's what Jesus says. I'm always going to be with you to the end of the age. He's We're growing because we're growing with Jesus. Not because Jesus is growing, but he's with us. And in our discipleship relationships, we are supposed to just at some point just be relatively equals. Um, mm. Maybe there's a different spiritual age gap there you know right but essentially our maturity levels are going to level out yeah and then they might need to pass on to a different discipler or maybe you guys just stay friends and disciple each other in a way yeah have fellowship together and that's your way of doing this um mark 3 13 and 14 uh and he went up on the mountain and called him those who he desired and they came to him Mm. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach. And so that's the goal of Christian discipleship, is uh, to be with each other and to send each other out to preach, right? Right. And so that's the same thing the Jedi do. They just are friends for a while, uh, and they one has a mentor relationship, and one is a mentee. Uh, for a while and then eventually they just grow into being friends and then they grow past their weird stigmas and then they just go out and do their own thing and they come back together and they be friends again um, but that's how it works for the Jedi and that's a lot closer to what Christian understanding of discipleship is uh, but the Sith do kind of get one thing right in that they're incredibly selective of who is this person yeah and as they Christians don't just we don't just like randos yeah it's the Jedi do specifically seek out people who are force sensitive and that's great mm -hmm. but like they could be a little more <laughs> right picky uh to make sure like yeah that person's force sensitive but uh they don't want anything to do with this or yeah they're force sensitive by default or <laughs> they uh they're maybe they're just better off not being taught by us or, yeah. or anything like that and so i think in our just formal discipleship relationships we should be able little bit more picky but we should never feel at odds with each other like i'm trying to teach you why don't you get it it's more hey i'm your friend this is how i do things maybe you should consider that maybe you should pray about this stuff like that hmm. anyway did you have anything you wanted to add i don't think so um just because like while like while thinking about it, i mean you're you know they're they're really the only shortcoming as far <laughs> as the jedi are concerned is that um, they, they aren't Christians, you know, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not talking about how to do life together. They're, I mean, other than like meditation advice, yeah. <laughs> they don't, they don't talk about like lifestyle stuff. It's more so just, well, discipline. The thing about the Jedi is like, it's a life commitment. Yes. It becomes your lifestyle. And that's also true for Christianity. That is true. Um, and, but yeah. Where, and I was always searching for, like, where does this fall short? And it really doesn't mm -hmm. with the mentor understanding. Sure, 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 sure. And apprenticeship versus discipleship. What falls apart is their teaching. And especially in the prequels, there's some things. That <laughs> there's say, some weird stuff. Block your feelings. Don't allow feelings to be feel felt and feeling no feeling. And feeling will be bad. And emotion equals bad bad yeah side. and it's like but isn't that like everything that luke did <laughs> yeah. but uh that's where they fail but like yeah because they are not teaching christian things yeah they fail but what they're doing right. does reflect a proper christian right discipleship mentorship relationship anyway <laughs> anyways yeah <laughs>
I, I guess that's Anakin kind of shows by falling to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Like he never, he was like friends with Obi-Wan, but he was always, that's my friend, but I'm still going to be at odds with him. And so he fell into that trap that we don't want to fall into. Yeah. It's like, I think that guy's really smart, but I never agree with him. <laughs> that's not what your discipleship relationship is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, that's just friendship. <laughs> right. Uh, and you shouldn't be depending on that person to like give you guidance. And then guess what Anakin does? He turns to someone who like will fulfill his wants and agree with him so long as the that so long as Palpatine gets what he wants. And that that's the failing we can fall into is if we create a relationship where we're always at odds, then eventually, even though they might respect us, they'll just go to someone else. And yeah. that someone else probably will teach them things and let them fall into things that they shouldn't be falling into. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, pretty short one this week. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, if you have anything you want to add to our conversation, if you have your own ideas, you can contact us at ocvepod at gmail.com or ocvepod on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Bye.